Dollars and Cents with Hapo Community Credit Union helps empower our listeners to achieve financial success while living for today and planning for tomorrow. This podcast focuses on financial education, community support, fraud prevention, real-life stories of financial transformation, and much more. Hapo Community Credit Union serves Washington and Oregon with over 18 locations. Bank on more when you bank with us. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dollars and Cents, Hapo Community Credit Union's financial literacy podcast. Today in the studio, I am blessed to have Dolores Bresky. Uh, she is the CEO of Hapo Community Credit Union. And the fact that this month is Women's Empowerment Month, we have International Women's Day coming up. We thought who better to bring into the studio to have a conversation about the background of women in the workplace, how your career path has progressed over time, the things that uh, HAPO does uh, supporting women in business and women in the community in general, um, and pretty much anything else, because I believe you are going to be one of the experts on this particular topic, way more involved in it than I personally am. But Dolores, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. It's my honor and my privilege, as always, um, to get to talk to you in particular, but just to share um, my thoughts and just uh, the support of women in the in the workplace and in our community. So if I'm not mistaken, you very recently were uh, nominated as one of the most powerful women in credit unions. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. But that's not exactly where you started in your career. Now, how long have you been with HAPO? So I've been with HAPO for 25 full years, and I say full years because um, I came to work um, at HAPO about 29 years ago, and I I gauge that off of how old my oldest son is, um, (laughs) who's going to be 30 this year, but um, I came to work when he was just about six months old, Okay, and um, just figured out after I had worked here for a year or so, and um, had some issues with some childcare, and it just didn't make sense at the time for me, and so I unfortunately had to um, quit at the time. So I quit for a while, stayed home, had another child, um, came back to work for a little bit, um, and then I was we moved away okay. um, for a short little stint. As crazy as it sounds, like four months we were gone. Okay, um, and then that we is came, a short stint yes, for moving. Yes, um, and then we came back, and I thought when it was time and it was right for my family, um, we decided that I would come back to work. And so I am sort of that story that we hear often with women who decide to stay home with their children, maybe a little bit when they're young Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And really it was about a family decision and it was best for us at the time. And so um, that's what I did. And I came back and it's been 25 solid years since then. Excellent. So out of curiosity, during that stint, was there a moment where you were thinking perhaps stay-at-home mom is the career path for you, the uh, the lifestyle choice? I don't think at the time it was about, this is what I'm going to do forever. Um, I, but it also wasn't, I, I was so fulfilled and loved being home with my children. And for us, like I said, it was the right decision for us. Today, even, you know, when women have the ability to and have the option and that's the best decision for their families and they say, oh, I think it's to be really respected. 
Um, I think it's really important to uh, to know your calling at that time. And when your children are little, we all know, right, family is first. Absolutely. Always. And so at the time, it was just the best thing for us. It was a blessing, if you will, for me to be able to do that. But to say that that was my plan always, probably not. But when you have those children and you see them and they need you in certain stages, it just, that was the decision I made like a lot of women do. Yeah. And again, it's not necessarily just women that have that opportunity. Uh, Men could be stay at home dad with a strong uh, female out in the workforce these days. Definitely an equality or a balance that is coming to those roles. Uh, Definitely a shift in, say, the gender, the classic gender uh, stereotype roles that we had. Absolutely. I was going to mention that. You beat me to it. (laughs) I think it's really actually awesome when that is a situation in in your family unit that, um, yeah, the dad can be home and take care of. You know, we all bring a different strengths to the family. We bring different viewpoints. Um, You know, we all know we're a product of our raising. And so I think it's just really important um, and to acknowledge that as well, that definitely, absolutely, the other parent can be a stay home as well, stay home parent and with, you know, women in the workplace to support. Absolutely. I know me personally, I spent a number of years uh, self-employed working from home. Uh, now I didn't have any kids to take care of unless you count the furry ones. Uh, we've only got, we got three dogs at the house and they love the fact that I was staying at home to, to obviously take care of them and not run a business. Right. Um, and my wife is fantastic out in the workplace. She is a, uh, oncology pharmacist. Um, and so again, like you had mentioned, I was actually very lucky to be able to be in a position to pursue my goals of running my own uh, consulting company at the time. Um, Had she not had the type of opportunity that she had for her career, I wouldn't have had that same opportunity to go do mine. So that flexibility and that balance is a a thing that we're definitely seeing more and more about in the workplace. Yes, and absolutely. I think as well, at least in my, I can speak for my circumstance and my situation, having a strong partner that's behind you and supports you and um, is your biggest champion is your um, well maybe sees opportunities in front of you that you don't see that they're like you should go for that knows your skill set and your value that you bring better than anybody right absolutely yeah. but also to acknowledge women who are um, career women that don't have you know are single maybe they're single moms or mm-hmm. they're single women supporting their household that's also to be really um, respected and acknowledged. Oh, absolutely. I can't imagine a more difficult situation to be in. You, right. you want to spend that time with your family, but you also, first and foremost, want to provide for your family. So finding a career where you can support your family, not just yourself, but yourself, your family, your kids, um, and be able to raise those kids. A stay-at-home mom position is a a legitimate 100% job. You're never off the clock. You're with your family. You're raising your your children. Being out in the workforce, you're now balancing that with being away from your family in those moments that maybe you could have had as a stay-at-home mom. But then when you come home, it's not like you can take off one hat and put on the other. There's still really very little downtime in that. Absolutely. It's a balancing act, like you said. I also think, you know, in today's workplace with hybrid working, um, a lot more common and available and 
just as an organization, and I think even Hapo, um, we've we've implemented a lot of this where we can across our organization, and it just creates a lot more balance and work life. Um, when you can be home maybe a few days a week working and, and being a little more present in your home. And it just feels like you can kind of keep things more organized here and there when, you, when you're able to do that. Absolutely, I also know, yeah. yeah, at times you might be in a position that you just aren't able to do that and you have to go into the, work, into the workplace. We do have dual roles, trying to take care of your home and keeping it together and whatnot and then going to work and, and being present at work and being open. You know, it is definitely... Um, has its challenges, but it has so many rewards as well. And especially when you can work for an organization that you feel supported and that you believe in and that you're loyal to and that you just being part of, you know, credit unions being mission driven and about you're just part of something bigger than yourself. And a lot of things we do in our community is to support families and women in the community and just really um, acknowledging that it's hard. Yeah. Life is hard sometimes. And, and I'm glad that you bring the community factor up. I was going to ask you about a couple of different groups that um, that we support out in the community, including uh, an initiative that I believe we started, which was the I'm Power group. Tell us more about that. Yeah, that was something that was HAPO um, created. And it was really about, you know, we want to gather together with other women in our community that are leading organizations, that are um, in positions where they are leading people, you know, culture-driven organizations and whatnot. But really, it was more about highlighting women in the workplace and the struggles that we all kind of share that uh, we have had speakers that come in. It, it's really a casual atmosphere. It's a very, it's an afternoon that we spend together. We bring in a speaker from somebody in our community and actually say, it takes a village for all of us to do what we do. If you have a story to tell and you want to share, maybe it's a struggle in your life, something you've overcome, how you got through your career. We had um, a gal that used to be the the director out at PNNL out in the area um, spoke. She's a scientist and how she went through life and, and her career and how it evolved. And we've had somebody speak. We had Tiffany Smiley speak to us. Okay. So it was really more about sharing life together, being able to relate to each other and the things we go through. It's also um, we invited women, friends of our friends. Like okay. it's just a network of women together. You also mentioned in there talking about the struggles um, and the hurdles that people need to overcome. One of the other uh, groups that I know we have worked with was Seroptimist. Mm -hmm. Yes. They go ahead and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is mostly a scholarship foundation that they were giving uh, scholarships to. Uh, is it single mothers or is it just uh, struggling women who just need that little extra help to get up, get the education so that they can get their life a little bit more in order. Yes, that's exactly what their, what their purpose and their mission is. We became a, a member of Seroptimus. Um, there were a group of ladies who worked here that were individual members and they, um, and I remember the first time they invited me, Dolores, you really need to come. This is just a neat program, neat set of women who are investing in not only women who find themselves in situations in life where they're they're coming out of an abusive situation and they're trying to get their feet you know on the ground go to school whatnot but it's also about empowering young girls to realize their potential 
and what they they can do um, from starting at a young age to just set their paths straight um, for success. And it all looks different for all of us, right? Yeah. So they do a lot of education and support and whatnot. And we are really proud to be their first. We had approached them and said, you know, can we be a corporate member? Like, we would like to involve all kinds of people in our organization, not just individuals who have, have individual you know, memberships with you or, or have joined your organization. Find a way and, to actively do more yeah, with this organization. Absolutely. And I, I do want to just highlight, too, that I know we're having this podcast, too, because of Women International Women's Month or you know recognition of women in the workplace. But men have huge value in the workplace, too. <laughs> I just really want to emphasize that. Like, we believe in... When we talk about inclusivity at work and and just women, just let's just talk about women in the workplace. Period. Um, we have a lot of men that work in our organization too, and everybody brings their value, and and we recognize that. We believe in um, you know we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion in the workplace. I just mentioned a little bit, and um, regardless of your gender, regardless of your race or your nationality, we value that. And so I just want to really highlight that because I know we're talking about women and there's a lot of barriers we, you know, women have overcome through the years um, in history. Uh, the, the concept of um, you effectively, not women, not men, not any, yes. any other category, but you bring your personal experience into the workplace. That is absolutely the culture that has been cultivated here. Goal-driven, uh, mission-driven, being credit unions, uh, just the, the primary pillar of what we do. Yeah, people helping people. I mean, how can you not get behind that, yeah, right? It, um, it's a fantastic one. The entire story of credit unions coming about and how they, how they started, um, just purely built off of that foundation. Yes. So yeah, um, once again at HAPA, we really do believe in um, a culture of belonging. And another way we do that, we, we want to hear your voice. We want your opinions. We, we have lots of different ways our, our employees can bring forth um, you know, process improvement ideas to things, uh, ideas in the community where we should be involved in and just really respecting others' voices. And I think as women, that tends to come really naturally. I know for me, I'm a, um, I believe I'm a big collaborative decision maker. Okay. And I know that I surround myself with people around me that are really the experts of what they do and they oversee and they have passion for what they do. And they're the, that's the first place I go uh, to get, to gather information. Oftentimes, obviously as a leader of an organization, you are the final decision maker in a lot of circumstances, but I'm not, I don't make decisions alone. And I think women in general tend to um, be very collaborative and and highlight that. So. so as you got to this position then, we, we kind of started out talking about your career path. I'm assuming that with this attitude that you had a lot of mentors and a lot of other collaborative, collaborative experiences throughout your career here moving up through the ranks. You didn't obviously start as the CEO. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your career path and how that went. Yeah. So I talked a little bit about staying home and then, you know, coming back and forth and in this time, 25 years. So yeah, I started my young career in banking, uh, came from Boise, Idaho. My husband got his job here. He's he got his apprenticeship here as a journeyman lineman for the power company. And so that's what brought us to Tri-Cities. And I just 
happened to apply at Hapo and got hired on, like I said, this last time um, in lending. So I was heavy lending the entire time, well, the first part of my career. And then I was given and afforded opportunities throughout. And like you said, mentors and people who believed in me. um, And I will say, obviously, you do your job, you apply yourself, you learn, you grow, you bring your skill set, you do your best, you're, you know, you do your job well. And in financial services, we know you have to be accurate in what you do. Mm -hmm. And, and um, all the rules and regulations that we have to abide by in, in banking. But um, I would say relationship building and culture and people. My approach in that, I think, was a big um, defining kind of common theme in in who I am as a person. And so utilizing the soft skills, not so much the being completely. I mean, obviously, we want accuracy when we're doing counts and everything and that matters. But going beyond that, having those interpersonal skills and I would go so far as to say not necessarily being given the opportunities, but earning the opportunities. Sure. And so, yeah, that's what I was going to say is I had a, um, different people throughout different points in my career who afforded me opportunities. And I worked under a lot of different leaders, which I will say were women and men mm-hmm. and um, learned and gleaned from every one of them skill sets that and, and things that boy, that really resonates with me or, oh no, I would not do that as a leader. I, you know, if I'm given the opportunity to lead people, which I think is some of the most important work we do is when we lead our people. And it's through our people that we do all of our work. We serve our membership. We volunteer in our community and whatnot. But so I was, um, yeah, I did lending, heavy lending, like I said, in the beginning, um, worked my way to branch operations. I was a branch manager, given an opportunity to then work in special projects and strategic management, became the vice president of human resources, which I loved, uh, was where I thought I was going to stop, you know, where I thought my career would end mm-hmm. or not end, but where I would finish my career because it was just a passion for me. And, um, then was given other opportunity to move on into the um, C-suite. And by the way, was by a male um, who was our CEO at the time. Uh, Steve. Steve. Yep. Um, and he really just saw value in me regardless of my gender. And um, but also would highlight the fact that as a woman, he did he did appreciate a lot of my approach in collaboration and communication and transparency you I just am very thankful. Yeah, you mentioned your communication, collaboration, and I'm not sure if I was aware that human resources was a place that you really had a passion for, but it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because of how, as a leader, you have stayed connected to all of the employees in the company. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you feel it's important to have that connection across the entire organization. So communication and connections throughout the organization is actually is critical. Um, I think as a as an employee, no matter what your role is in this organization, no matter what branch you're in or what division you work under or whatnot, like we all have a piece that we contribute that's to the overall success of the credit union. And a you need to know that you need to understand how important your role is, no matter what it is you're doing, because it all comes together um, and makes us successful. But it really, where I really realized how important connections and communication were is when I took over as CEO, it was March 15th of 2020. We know that well. Yes, we all know what was happening at that time. And so I thought, well, if I, what would I want from my leader in the middle of 
distress, in the middle of the unknowns, in the middle of unprecedented things we had never experienced in our lifetime, right? I would want to know what's happening. I would want to be included. I would want to be communicated. I don't want to be in the dark. Exactly. Is what I thought. And so I started um, emailing. It might have seemed a little bit over the top at the time. (laughs) Every single day. I was like, today is a new day and here we are. And then it became where I think my piece comes in, part of who I am, but also I think a part of being a woman that comes very naturally is the empathy, the emotional piece of I have 450 people that are looking to me and I want them to know that I care for them. I want them to know they're not alone in this, you know, that we are doing this together. Um, we're going to, we're going to make it through. It's not going to be easy. I can't promise you what tomorrow looks like or what the next hurdle is going to be that we need to jump over, but we're going to do it together. And so my emails started, it, it, they became from every day to every couple of days. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Once a week, we're going to wrap up the week on Fridays. I'm going to send an email out. You're going to know what's happened during the week, what we're looking to for next week, as far as business. But then we just started sharing life together. Yep. And we started talking about, are you afraid? So am I. Um, are you, do you know what it means to feel lonely and, and scared? And, and you know what? So do I. And so we just really started talking about dealing with what we were going through daily with the pandemic. But then it also became like, every day is a new day with sunshine. We started mm-hmm. talking about the positives that happen. And we really, as an organization... When you asked about connections, like I just felt like we really connected and it was just simply through sharing life together through these emails, um, knowing consistently that they would hear from me. It's really become, again, for me, a way to relate, to connect, to empathize, to just do a lot of different things that are so important to me. And that is recognizing that our people People Helping People, the credit union mission, is really a real thing in our organization, and culture is really important to me. So so how, in your opinion, have uh, the historical gender role stereotypes changed? I absolutely agree with you with stereotypes and how um, women in general, it, stereotypes from years ago have said, you know, women aren't leaders in their home and weren't leaders in the workplace. And I think we see lots of success and stories in that where actually that's not how it is today. And women are actually financial decision makers a lot of times in their homes. Like we talked about women who are the leaders in their homes. They're the sing, you know, single moms sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they are leading, they are managing their homes and managing careers. And But I also think that there's a lot more equality. Everybody has a, a seat at the table. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot more consideration and the we've definitely broken through a lot of stereotypes from past history of what women traditional women roles what we thought were were the roles at the time and i think again i think women are have proven themselves through the workplace and in um earning like you said not granted nobody's given anything yeah uh, in my opinion you earn it and and you do that through your personal there's a lot of personal perseverance that goes through that and and also not you know discouragement not not letting times where maybe there's a position you thought that you you know you would have gotten and getting discouraged you just move keep moving forward and but again 
I think women in the workplace are just very collaborative. We've earned our seat. Absolutely. I think um, we have opinions that we now that we voice and that we be, we believe in things that we can fight for, and um, we just have seen a lot of progress in that area. And um, we do that because we're worthy. We're worthy of of leading organizations, and not just because we're women. We just because we are women, and um, we just bring um, naturally some some things to the table that are very um, special. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, but perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us today to talk about this. Um, it's a fun topic to go over. It's a very deep topic at the same time. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with uh, before we sign off today? Um, you know, just, I want to thank you for the opportunity uh, to do this, that this is the first podcast I've ever done. So <laughs> you've made this very easy and, um, and the conversation has been very um, nice and I appreciate that. But really I'd probably just sign off with as women, just be confident, know that you have value that you can bring, know that you can make a difference, know that really you are capable of anything. And um, we do that. And also as a woman, I think it's really important as women to build a village, to build a support group that we are champions and we are the cheerleaders for other women who are successful. So they're marking the way for us as well. Um, So I think it's just really important to acknowledge and recognize success of others around us. And um, through that, to through being, I just think there's nothing better that can come of uh, women, other women supporting women, um, you know, in general. Generally speaking, when yeah. you get to the top of the mountain, turn around and lend a hand to the next person that's on their way up. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us today on another episode of Dollars and Cents, Hapo Community Credit Union's Financial Literacy Podcast. Until next time. Thank you.